Welcome back to Potent Projections from the penthouse of Midtown, powered by the Beacon Center. We are back for 2021-2022 fantasy football, and we are just through the moon to be back and almost a week out of the season starting. Chris, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. Coming off a sweet draft, um, showcase my depth this draft, my knowledge, everything you would expect from a Trussell draft. Um, so couldn't be more excited to jump into the season. I agree. The draft was pretty awesome. I think we need to. Uh, we would be remiss to not shout out Austin for helping, uh, leading the charge, organizing the draft. Austin, that was a yeah. fantastic job. We well, really had. We all had a blast. Austin, well done. I know that wasn't the easiest thing for you to coordinate. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Made it a great experience for everyone. That's right, and we hope to get everyone there next year when, uh, or wherever we might plan the draft to be. Yeah, wherever the draft is. And uh, Chris, I think you wanted to discuss the Sky Weekly a little bit, didn't you? Well, there's not much to discuss. Really? I, I mean, I, I want to discuss as well because you, you, you're, you've been ranked pretty low, and there have been even talks of ranking you lower after this trade today. Well... If there's one thing the listeners took from last year's podcast, it was that the Sky Weekly is full of slimy journalism, low integrity, basically just spews whatever he wants. And for those that don't know, Sky and I have a bit of a rivalry over the past nine months when we play Fortnite. He has tried to convert me into a rat, but I have not followed suit, and so I think that's why he ranked me low. There's no other reason. Yeah, he has you in at the eight, uh, the eight spot, which is rough. Gary comes in at ten, giving him one win on the season. I think that is the most disrespectful thing to have gone through on this record. Uh, I, I think that was a little too much. I think Gary wins more than one. That's just me. Maybe not on your odds that you have for him this year at plus five thousand. Well, I, I think Sky got Gary's spot on there exactly right. Gary's got a not very good team. Hence why he had the 5,000 odds to win the league. Then Allen comes in at 9. Um, Allen just taking more shots in the dark. I think the uh, Saquon pick, I would be I would be devastated if he, if he goes down once again for him. Uh, I really hope he doesn't. But uh, do you think he belongs there at 9? I would have moved him up a few spots, but that's not something that I'm going to beef with. I mean... History has shown Allen's players aren't going to play this year. They're either going to get suspended 
or injure themselves. And Saquon's got a history of bending Allen over. And we'll just see if that's the case this year as well. I think, yeah, I think I would have had him come in around the nine or eight spot myself. Uh, you, we said you were at eight. Asa Smith comes in at seven. I think I would have had him lower on the rankings. What about you? Yeah, I probably would have had Asa at nine. I mean, that team is stinky. I mean, I don't even want to spend too much time talking about Ace's team. It's that bad. When Anytime you can start Tua Tugavioa, you know you want to do that. You should, what was, who was that again? Say that again. Um, Bench Tua, however you pronounce that dipshit's name. <laughs> and then anytime you can come in and bring Odell Beckham, you want to do that. And then especially start Mike Davis. I Ooh, mean, as I've heard, he's a big old diesel truck from the great journalism of Sky Lou. And uh, I, I hear he's poised. Um, Skyler comes in at six. He, he, kinda, he put himself bottom, bottom of the table there with the projection with an even record of six and six. And even that's too high. I mean, looking at Sky's team, um, it is just riddled with just, I don't even know. It's so bad. Trevor Lawrence, Jags might not win more than two games this year. Um, and that's who's leading his team. His current quarterback, one, is out with Corona right now. Who knows if he'll be able to play week one. So, Sky just slid himself at six to keep people off his back because the rankings were so bad. That's right. Tim coming in at five. Um, some hometown cooking indeed. I, I, I predicted that Sky would put him at number one once again, which he had him come in at one last year, but he had, had him slide here in the preseason rankings um, for the 2022 season, 2021-2022 season. So where do you think he should have fallen there, Chris? I'll keep Tim at five. Um, he's got some questionable players that they could either go off this year and you make a deep run in the playoffs or... He could stink it up, and he could end up worse than Gary. I actually would have ranked Tim higher. I like I like Tim's team and uh, like the draft that he had. Uh, Austin at four. Now, this was done before his running back turmoil, which uh, I know that Skyler would have probably bumped him down a few spots, but um, I think he's round, around the mid-range there for me. What about you? Yeah. The way I look at Austin's team is he's got – Two quarterbacks that are most likely going to outscore the other team's quarterbacks by 15 to 20 points every week. Um, so then I guess the question is, can they make up for his horrendous running back play? I mean, Austin's under the impression running backs don't matter. And looking at his roster, you can see that that's exactly what he thinks. That's right. He's a man of his word. He's a man of his word. Um, and then going into the top three. And number three is what I think is the most poised team coming into this year of uh, Team Hunter and EJ. And, man, just what a great draft, picking up players left and right that just continued to fall to us. And um, and, and so so great. What do you think, Chris? I, I mean, they, they just have a really solid squad. Well, any team that goes and gets Clyde or fucking, what's his name? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, they've got some problems, maybe mentally, or maybe they just want to lose. Because he is garbage. Logan got the slander for him last year. EJ and Hunter are going to get the slander for him this year. Other yeah. than that, they had a they had a good draft. But when you anytime you can go start fucking five foot nine little peanut dipshit that can't even get goal line work, you want to do that. So you're saying if you're peanut, you're a dipshit. 
I'm saying if you're a I would NFL, concur. I would concur. If you're an if NFL you, player named... No, Chris, I would concur with it if you are Peanut, including your dog, that you are a dipshit. If you are a human being in the NFL and your team doesn't believe in you to run a one-yard, pound-it-into-the-end-zone play, you are a loser. And that's exactly what he is, a loser. I agree. Peanut is a loser. I agree. Couldn't agree more, actually. Um, rolling in at two is Logan. Where do you think he goes? Uh, falls in there, Chris? Logan should be a bottom, bottom two, bottom three team. I mean, so, I'm gonna stop you there, Chris. Who do you think deserves to be in the top five? Um, before you continue on, because you've said every single player deserves to be ranked lower. Yeah. So I want to hear your top five. Top okay. five, me at one, Josh at two, um, Austin at four. Skipping um, three. Interesting. I'm skipping three. <laughs> um, Allen at three, and I'll put you at five. Okay. All right. So bottom five that. In any order, it leaves Asa, Skyler, Gary, Grizz, and um, who am I forgetting? I don't know, but they must suck if we can't I remember Asa? them. I think I, I think I missed Asa. Well, <laughs> must suck if I can't remember. <laughs> if we didn't name Always you. Logan. Logan. Oh, oh Logan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, who's he really, that guy? He really does suck. Um, I mean, Logan, here's why you suck. You're starting Jalen Hurts who they just traded for Garner Minshew because they think he's better than Hurts. Hurts is going to have one or two auditions. He's going to go out there, wet the bed, and then fucking Washington State's hero is going to come out and just doggy style everybody else, and Jalen, bye-bye. So, And then Josh at number one. Yeah, I can respect that. I mean, in my odds, he was number two. One and two are interchangeable, so I think Josh had a solid draft. He's got great quarterback play. Potential for great receiver play. Another master class by Mr. Mendoli. Just not surprising. Following that solid, solid season making it to the championship game. There are high expectations for the Mendoli squad there are. here. And now, Chris, we did something kind of fun at the draft. I liked it. It was Skyler's idea, so shout out to Skyler, of getting a little 30-second clip of each person and what they thought was the uh, either the steal of the draft, uh, a good pick. And so here are a couple of... Uh, those clips right now, we're going to give a couple of them here and then a couple more later on. Enjoy. This is Grizz. Hey, I picked, uh, I landed the 10th pick, and my, I'm still not sure if my team's good or not. I kind of did a contrarian philosophy, though. I didn't want to, I didn't think with the 10th pick I could compete um, picking running backs and wide receivers with everybody, so I went tight end quarterback with my first two picks, and we'll see how that pans out. And, uh, oh, I lost my first running back that I drafted, J.K. Dobbins, for the season already because uh, they played him when, uh, this last weekend. And um, I thought you guys did a really good job. I thought all you guys did a good job on the draft. And you took almost all the players that I wanted. So I think you guys must have some good teams. So good luck. Have fun. This is Asa Smith, your reigning league champion and manager of Team May Never Lose Again. There was a tie this year for the best pick of the draft, and that's between Jameis Winston with the fourth to last pick 
A guy who threw for 5,100 yards and 33 touchdowns merely two years ago, now in an offense that has put up the most 5,000-yard passing seasons in the last 15 years. And getting a bell cow running back, Mike Davis, in the 10th round. This year, I'm most excited to become the second person to win it all in back-to-back seasons. All right, this is One Take McGee here uh, being asked on my draft 2021. Well, uh, short and sweet is at least four times in the draft, the person before me uh, took the guy I was going to take or the guy after me on the back of the snake uh, took the guy right before me again. <clears throat> so mediocre draft, but in the past I thought I had a great team and did do as well as I hoped. So I'm going to hope that this mediocre team surprises me and surprises you. So this is Skyler, and I think my favorite draft pick was honestly Joe Mixon at the 29th pick in the draft. And you're going to question that. why? Well, I already took two running backs, so what's what's the issue here? Like, why did you already take a couple of running backs, and now you took a third running back? Well, here's the thing. Joe Mixon, he was valued as a second-round pick. I got him in the third round. Like, what is this? And on top of that, Joe Mixon, he's got Joe Burrow. He's got Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got all these weapons on his team. So... Are the teams going to stack the box against Joe Mixon, who's coming off a good year? Yes, he could be injury-prone, but I already got a couple running backs. So are you kidding me? Me taking Joe Mixon in the third round is ridiculous. That is going to be the steal of the draft, and that's why I'm going to win the league. So, EJ, what was what was your favorite pick in the draft and why? My, well, it's a little bit bittersweet because it was my, I think it was the best pick, but it also took a pick away from me and so I'm upset about it but uh, Asa taking Jamar Smith in the fourth round uh, really uh, threw me off I really wanted him there um, and I, I took Tyler Lock a couple picks later which was great but I, I think that was the skill of the draft even though it was in the fourth round I think he did a really great job with that and we're here with the man the myth the fraud the taint of Corona championship last year Asa Smith Welcome, like, welcome, Asa. And we are promising Asa one minute of uninterrupted league address. We like what was what, it called uh, for the president uh, presidential address? This is Asa's State of the Union. There we go. Now keep in keep keep in mind this is coming off the Corona season. With that said, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, you have one minute of uninterrupted time, and then after that, we can interrupt you at our discretion. You may begin. Nine days, gentlemen, to the biggest battle of your fantasy lives. It all comes down to these next few months. Either you heal as a league or you're going to crumble inch by inch, game by game till you're finished. You're in hell right now, gentlemen. And believe me, you can stay there and get the shit kicked out of you. You can fight your way back into the light. You can climb out of hell one inch at a time. You got to look into the eyes of the guy next to you. And I think you're going to see a guy who won't go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who won't sacrifice himself for the teams because he knows that when it comes down to it, you're going to lose to me. This is a game of inches, gentlemen. And either you heal right now as a team or you die as, as a league or you die as individuals. I look forward to beating you again this year.
You have three seconds. And I uh, appreciate every last one of you. Um, thank you, Mr. Smith. Uh, while many of us love to give you crap for the asterisks of last year, nevertheless, you are a champion, and you did win. So thank you for coming on and giving us the state of the league. Well, I appreciate what you guys are doing with the PP. Thank you. Small but mighty. And thank you, Mr. Smith, for coming on and giving us the state of the league. We're going to make that a yearly tradition, I think, um, for the previous year's champion. Um, I have a feeling that the uh, state of the league next year may be from one of us or two of, well, a former Midtown member uh, and one currently on the podcast. We may not have to bring someone on new next year, Chris. I know. I'll be giving the speech. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about the other person of this podcast. And uh, now that we've gotten through that, we're going to go into the matchups. So our first projections that we got going on is Asa versus Austin. And you know what? What what was that, Chris? I couldn't hear that. This is probably the easiest pick for me, and I don't like making this pick. But if history has shown anything, mm -hmm. there are two things that are consistent in this league. Asa throttling Austin, and me, doggy style in Austin. And Austin gets to face Asa week one, followed by me week two. But I think, if I recall, a few years ago, Asa scored 300 points on Austin, or close to. It was somewhere around the 230, 240 range. And an absolute historic blowout. Looking at the teams, I mean... Austin's quarterback plays are miles better than Asa's. But then Austin's team goes downhill quick with Henderson and the third best running back on the Buccaneers and Ronald Jones. Um, the Adams, you know, we don't know how Rodgers is going to be this year. Rodgers has kind of been a little diva, bitching about having to play, making his millions of dollars, doesn't know if it's, uh, doesn't necessarily want to be in Lambeau, so... I could see a big drop-off from Adams. Then we've got Diggs. He'll do well. Higgins will do well. Tyler Higby's a liability. Um, and then he's got Chenault, which anytime you can start a Jacksonville Jaguar, you want to do it. So for those reasons, I'm going with Asa. Yeah, and I think, Chris, I, think, I know many people don't have their full starting lineup in, but it does give us a line. Yes. And so I'm going to take... On each matchup, I'm going to ask you to give us on which side of the line as well, other than the pick of the win you think is going to happen. So the line currently, and again, this isn't with everyone having their best players in, but we're going to take the line as is. Yes. The line right now is at Asa minus four and a half. If you were a betting man, which side of the line are you taking here? I'm hammering Asa's minus four and a half. Asa might win by a hundred. Mm -hmm. Austin might not break a hundred too. So <laughs> My pick on this one is Asa as well because he is the Austin killer. I will give. I will get to give my uh, breakdown here on Muzzle Lord Supremes matchup. So our next matchup that we will be talking about is I Miss Kickers Alan Schmaltz versus Muzzle Lord Supreme Leader Chris Trussell. And in this matchup, I think Chris is in for a proper dicking, and he's Alan's going to be saying "down doggy" to Chris this week as he unleashes the hounds. On him. I mean, Chris's team is just a collection of garbage that even waste management wouldn't pick up from the side of the road. I think that Saquon Barkley is going to come into the league and just tear it up in week one against Denver. And Chris is going to be begging for mercy. 
Um, yes, Chris does have some solid wide receivers, but I think his quarterbacks could struggle week one. And his running backs, Antonio Gibson, I'm a big fan. But other than that, that's kind of all he's got this year. Chris Carson is a hawk and is awesome. But fantasy-wise, who knows what he's going to be like injury-wise. And so hopefully uh, or we'll see how that goes. But, yes, my pick is Allen by blowout. And he's an underdog in the line, so I'm hammering the plus two and a half there. Let me explain something to our listeners. All integrity and what you really think goes out the window whenever somebody's playing my team. I mean, just going across the board, Zach Wilson greater than Dak Prescott. The Mormon Mahomes is going to put on a show for the century. That big arm, that mobility, that talented jet squad that he's going to lead to a division title and a deep playoff run is going to be incredible. Then we got Matt Ryan versus Tyrod Taylor. Um, Tyrod Taylor is playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to get slaughtered. It is going to be worse than the fucking Bay of Pigs. Jacksonville is also getting my bet, or I'm betting against Jacksonville week one, which I think they're two-point favorites right now. Um, then running back, Saquon could be good, could be bad, but he's playing Denver. Denver's got a solid defense. And then my receiving core, we don't need to talk about that. They're just so much better than everybody else in the league. And then um, anytime Austin or Allen can uh, start this fucking Josh Jacobs loser, who, um, as Mr. Smith pointed out last year, decided to participate in some tax evasion by not taking or not taking a salary, but just his signing bonus this year until the team moved to Vegas where there was less of an income tax. So, low character, never going to get my vote. So, for that reason, I go muzzle lord, supreme leader, blowout, probably score 300 points this week. Hmm. Is that an official prediction? That's an official points? prediction. Okay, official prediction, 300. I want a final score prediction on yours. 300 to what? 300 to 130. 130, okay. Next matchup, we're going to do let Dalvin Cook versus my K. Hunt Hurts. Um, and I'm going to let you take the, the start on this one, Chris. Well, I really don't want to pick either of these teams, but I'm going to go with the commissioner, and I'm going to tell you why. He's not starting Edwards <laughs> Hilaire, that fucking loser. And then, I mean, Josh Allen's greater than Joe Burrow, Russell's greater than Hurts, but then he's got the running back advantage with CMC, um, his Kareem Hunt guy, can be good. Um, EJ and Hunter have some receivers that haven't proved anything, and they are also starting Miles Sanders. So I'm going with my K Hunt Hurts by blowout. And the line here is plus .4 for Tid. Um, and again, currently as it stands, he doesn't have a defense, which he, I assume, will add one. The line will shift with that, but we're taking the line as is. I will be taking Let Dalvin Cook. Um, I hear Hunter Clark and EJ Hurt have uh, assembled a squad for the gods, and um, they will put on quite the show here in, in week one. Next matchup we'll be looking at, uh, we have two matchups to go, will be the Con... What does that say? Consiglier? Concierge? How do we pronounce that? The Con Dipshit. Con Dipshit Tim Randall. Um, and 2020 Asterix, Josh Mendoli. I was starting to think that was Ace's team because was of the too. title, but, yeah, but then know. at second glance, uh, 
It is throw me the damn ball, Josh Mendoli. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll take the lead here uh, after Chris took the last one. And um, I think Josh has a pretty severe advantage, in, or maybe not severe advantage. I think he has a pretty good advantage in this first one. I, I again, like Josh's team. He has a really, really all-around solid squad. And uh, I expect him to put up a good amount of points in week, week one. And as stands, Grizz does not have a couple players, and so the line is plus 18.7. So we said we would take it as is. That is a rough line. I think I would take the plus 18.7 because that is a lot of points to lay in fantasy football. So I think I would take that that line. You know, I'm going to go with Josh. I think this is going to be a classic example of Josh taking <laughs> Grizz behind the bar <laughs> and shooting him because... Grizz has assembled one stinky team. Anytime you can play. <laughs> behind the bar. <laughs> well done. Well done. Anytime you can play Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to be spending more time resting his arm in that big cast that rumors are saying he hurt masturbating last year. You, you want to do... Rumors <laughs> were true. I hear the reports were from Adam Schefter uh, at Ultra Weed Hater, and those reports are always, uh, as Alan knows, those reports are always, always solid. True. Exactly, Alan. Um, maybe we can get Alan to come on next week and let us know what news Ultra Weed Hater broke that he fell for. But uh, yeah, Josh, you're gonna doggy style Grizz, and I'm taking your line. Minus 18.7. And the final matchup of week one, we have Sky Lou with the team Mechanical Snake. And for those of you that were not in Vegas, you will have absolutely no idea what that means. And I implore you to reach out to Skyler. I actually implore you to reach out to Skyler and Logan because there are two different meetings for this. And uh, it's fun to learn about. And then we have Corin Team, QTM, Magic Man, Gary Smith. In week one. Chris, what do you got here? You know, some are calling this the battle of the stink. Two rosters that are just pitiful. I don't know if they were maybe both drunk at the draft or just decided that they were... Hand up. I was drunk at the draft. I think we all were, but this these picks on Mr. Lewis's side are really bad. I mean, I'm not even going to address anybody on his team. Just know that when you're starting Antonio Brown, that's not a good thing. And then we've got Grizz, who's also got a stinky uh, team. Grizz or, is not Excuse me. Goof, who's also got a stinky team. There's a lot of stinky teams in this league this year. And right now, Sky is plus 1.8 on the line. I think I'm going to go with the, the Goof getting his one and only win of the year. Week one. Wow, week one. Coming out strong. Uh, see... I, I agree with the uh, goof coming out week one here. I think I think Mechanical Snake falls to 0-1. Uh, the Mechanical Wheels fall off of the Snake. And I think he falls downhill quickly this season uh, with that stinky of a squad. Uh, Gary comes out big. I think he, he wins on the line comfortably minus 1.8. I agree. And uh, coming up next year, we're going to give you the final five clips of what we... What was your favorite pick in the draft? I think my favorite pick in the draft was Travis Etienne in the uh, seventh round. That's easily my favorite pick in the draft. Why? Um, he's uh, a first-round running back. 
in in the NFL draft, he's drafted first round. He's gonna have volume. He's gonna have the opportunity. And there's easily a path for him to be a top ten running back with the volume he's seeing, with his former teammate at running the offense, who will will run the whole offense for the fucking what do they call them? The pants? The Jaguars. The Jaguars. All right, Josh, what was your favorite pick in the draft? Honestly, it's hard to pick on those first five that I had right there. I mean, you're talking Kamara, Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. I mean, those are just five dudes right there. Those are dogs. Those are dogs. And I tell you what, it's going to be – this ain't going to be a repeat of last year. We're getting it done this year. We're We're winning the championship. Uh, really, really stoked to get Daryl Henderson in the sixth. People were taking Cam Akers at the one-two turn before he tore his Achilles, RIP. And I stole the, the, the RB1 on a team that could lead the league in points in the sixth round. And we love that. And I do want to give a shout out to, to Kyle Pitts in the ninth round. Um, that's a grown-ass man. And if you can get a tight end who plays wide receiver in the ninth, uh, you love that. You got to do it. Gotta do it. All right. Well, Sky, you know, looking at my draft, I just got to get a few things off my chest first. Got the deepest team in the league. But one pick that stands out above all else is my Zach Wilson pick. You know, Mormon Mahomes this year is going to rape and pillage every team in his sight. I believe I got – I can't see the board right now because Austin's there, but I believe he was my – eighth round pick um that's just a value pick i don't know what you guys were doing letting me get him you know ej thought he was cute taking russell wilson early i think was it you that took Tannehill? it was you thought you were cute taking Tannehill a little early i was gonna take tom brady to stack with mike evans and then the goof took him early so you know i was just like i'm just gonna go get the value guys so i went and got zach wilson Carson Wentz and Taysom Hill. All right, Alan. So, what what was your favorite pick in this draft, and why? I think in round nine, Galladay was a steal because he's not really injured. He's ready to go. Beautiful. And he's got a new quarterback throwing dimes to him. Is he your favorite pick in the draft? I think he's my best pick in the draft. Best pick in the draft. Are you, are you hoping he's going to be one of the top receivers up there in the league? I think he'll be a top 20. Top 20? I think right. he'll be a solid wide receiver, too, in round nine. And thank you to everybody that submitted our clips. Those are quite the treat to listen to. Um, Chris, I think we're going to do closing remarks here before the end of our first episode of the season. We are, and for you cultured non-swine pigs... I'm going to be reading a quote, and I'm also going to be making it my own at the same time. You'll know what movie it's from if you have any brains. And here we go. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here this year, boys. That's what some of you have earned. One season, if you played me ten times, you might lose nine, and most likely ten. 
but every week you play me, you will. This year, you're all going to try to compete with each other. You're going to try to outsmart each other. And you're going to try to demoralize each other with mean texts and personal messages. And one thing I'm going to say is, I will come out victorious. I was born to be a fantasy champ. Everyone on my team was born to be a champion of the NFL. And I'm sick and tired of hearing what a great team everybody else has and what a bad team I have and what bad trades I made. And so I'm here to make a statement that this is my year. The rest of you will fall and bend the knee and cry and wish that I take mercy on you and it will not come. And that's what I will leave you with. And when you have zero wins on the season, we will not feel bad for you at all. My closing remarks are, uh, we just want to thank everybody for continuing to support this podcast. We will continue to put out weekly episodes, and we will be calling on guests, so please be ready to share your thoughts. And live trades are encouraged here on the PP. And so uh, thank you for those that contributed to that last year. And uh, until next week, come back to Potent Projections for the most unlimited experience you will have ever listened to. Yeah.